I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double team. Who going to get double team? And whoever gets double team, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, but full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. Pardon the mess in the back. My green screen broke for some unknown reason today, so I'm going to have to deal with that later. But that's how we, you're not here to talk about my life. Y'all don't care. We're here for some sports. America's pastime. And obviously, I can't talk with sports on a glorious Monday without the man, the myth, the legend himself. You wore the jersey just to spite me. I'm not. I'm going to tell you why. But of course, it's Mike. How you doing, my guy? What's up, man? Another Monday to talk some sports, man. Appreciate being here. Yes, sir. I just want to let you know why they uh, that jersey kind of, um, you know, gets me. And it's because I believe ever since he passed away, Kobe Bryant has been one of the most overrated athletes um, in the history of the game. Um, again, not to say he's trash. Not to say he's trash. Um, if that's a conversation you want to have, I promise next week we can have it. And then when I lay out the groundwork, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, not to I'll, say you agree, not to say you agree, but you at the bare minimum, at least hear me out. That's all I want. I just want yes, you to hear me out. I would love to hear you out. Because coming from a Kobe Bryant fan, yes, I would love to hear your take on. But of course, we'll cross that bridge, of course, when we get there. But of course, as of right now, you and I, we kind of had a little bit of fun. Last week, we did our we did our Eastern Conference predictions, the whole seeding and all that stuff. This week, we were tasked to do the Western Conference. So, Mike, how you got the West shaping out? Uh, this this was to me was pretty much way easier for the um than the East. Mm-hmm. But it was it was some teams I wanted to give a playoff spot to, but I didn't give it to. But I get there and I'm finished. Number one C got the Warriors, two C got the Phoenix Suns, three C got the Denver Nuggets, fourth the Utah Jazz, the fifth C the LA Lakers, the sixth C the LA Clippers, seventh C the Dallas Mavericks, then the eighth C is the uh, Trailblazers. And the first round got the Warriors over the Blazers in five, the Lakers over the Jazz in seven. The Suns over the Mavs and six. The Nuggets over the Clippers and seven. And then for the third, the uh, second round, I got uh, the Warriors over the Lakers and six. Then the Suns over the Nuggets and six. And from my conference finals, I got the number one seed Warriors taking out the number two Phoenix Suns and seven. Which means the Warriors will be heading to the finals. Back to the finals to face Kevin Durant and the Nets. Yeah, you and I believe we actually kind of have, for the most part, um, both of our things look relatively the same. They look relatively the same. Now, I do have um, some differences, um, but we'll start, obviously. Um, my number one is the, the Utah Jazz, number two, Warriors. Three Nuggets, four Suns, five Lakers, six Clippers, seven Mavs, and eight Grizzlies. I got the Jazz uh, taking care of the Grizzlies for one. Lakers taking care. Uh, the Suns taking care of the Lakers for two. Uh, the Nuggets taking care of the Clippers for two, and then the Mavs getting annihilated by the Warriors for one. After that, the Suns take care of the Jazz in six. Warriors also handle Nuggets in six. Um, then the Western Conference Finals. It's Warriors taking down. The Suns in, I believe it was six, and then we have the Golden State Warriors as the uh, the Western Conference champions. Look, for me, if you were to ask me this, I'll be honest with you. If you were to ask me this, let's say like a month ago, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. About preseason, I had the Suns coming out. Yeah, me too. Now, no disrespect to the Suns whatsoever. But when you have Steph Curry balling out the way he's been, and on top of that, they're not they're not healthy and they only lost twice. That's two that's been in the context. 
like to me that that, that just puts them it puts them in a, it puts the warriors in a whole separate stratosphere it puts them in a whole nother dimension it puts them in a whole a whole separate category because like i said look again right now steph is playing at an at, at a phenomenal pace this guy has the potential dare i say to probably be unanimous MVP if he keeps this up. He's got that potential. He's a, but he'll be the – if I'm not mistaken, he's the only person to do it once. Yeah. He will be the only per, – like, at the at the rate he's going, if he gets it, the only person to do it twice, God damn, this kid is special. I'm sorry, not kid. Man, I keep making the mistake calling Steph a kid, and he will beat me up. I'm, I, I made this joke before. The more I say the joke, the more I feel like it's not a joke anymore. Someone says something about his daughter – or, or said Aisha Curry can't cook. Maybe they was making jokes about his moms and his pops. Maybe they were saying his brother's garbage. I don't know what it was. But this year, he's been playing angry. He's mad. He's furious right now. I don't know what it is. I don't know who got, who, who got him mad. But it's like, yo, Steph, talk to us. What got you mad, bro? Like, who did this? Like, you know, you know that meme that goes, hey, yo, who got you smiling like that? Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, yo, yo, hey, yo, Steph, who got you frowning like that? Like, that's how mad this dude is. And Steph, don't tell us why. Just give us a name so we can go and handle him. Because at this point, Steph is just toying with dudes on a level that's borderline disrespectful. And I feel like that disrespect got to be coming from somewhere. Yeah, all that, all that losing, you know, get to you. And at one point, you didn't, you didn't say they doing all this winning, and they don't even got Clay Thompson or James Wiseman. That's why I said the injuries. They're doing all this with injuries. Like, they got That's the best. Scary. They're dom- Yes, they're dominating with injuries. And here's the thing. The way they're playing, and I do like Jordan Poole because he has stepped up greatly for this team. The thing is, when, when Clay comes back, there's going to be no pressure. Because Steph and Jordan Poole have been doing their thing to the point where they're kind of like, yo, Clay, ease your way back into it. And I said this before, don't be surprised if the Warriors don't care and throw a game or two because they're forcing Clay. Yeah. To get him back into, into the, the, the swing of things. Because, again, practice is one thing. On the court, it's something completely different. So I wouldn't be surprised if they say, yo, we don't care. Yo, Clay, you're going to take, you know, 20, 30 shots. We don't care. Or, or they might give him three games just to get back into shape. Three games, they could be like, hey, we don't care about losing this. We so far ahead. But Fact. I do. But one team, maybe two teams, I can see knocking off the Warriors. I, I would say the Lakers, just because the Lakers got more sass than them, that's pretty much it. But I, I really think the Nuggets, I mean, not the Nuggets, the Suns got, you know, wing dealt to, to slow down Curry and them. Oh, yeah. So it's maybe locked them off. So Phoenix my probably my only team that could get back to the finals. Everybody else is just good luck next year. Oh, no, 100%. It, it really is, you know. Like, like the way I look at it, again, no disrespect whatsoever to – um. To, to anyone in the West, but let's be honest, like at the way the Warriors are playing, they're playing at a phenomenal pace, a pace that it, it, it's top tier. Let's call it what it is. It's it, it, They're playing at a top tier level. Um, and a lot of people are saying, by the way, um, a lot of people keep saying, oh my God, you can, the, the, all these other comps, they have an easy schedule, whatever, whatever. Again, the team that the Warriors are beating that are easy, the Lakers are losing to. Because that's kind of the problem. A lot, like a lot of work. Because doesn't matter. I, I I do a few other shows here and there, and uh, shout out to my boy Freddie. He 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 is a Lakers fan, but he's not a logical one. Is is what the one thing he he hates about Dallas that they're over emotional, but then he acts the same way with the Lakers. It's it's wild to me. Like, and the thing with Lakers fans is they get mad when you praise any other team. And another team, they, they get mad when you pray. And it's it's kind of like where, where we are right now. Everyone thought the Lakers were going to be the best. I did it. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think right now the the uh, the Lakers are a first round exit. I just and it's just when when they got Russ. And again, if you want to have this conversation, I have no problem having this conversation with you. But when they got Russ, I don't know if I told you this. They basically got an older version of Kyle Kuzma. Hey, I'm a Bulls fan. I right. And I'm, it, I'm just praising Kobe Bryant. That's right. right, right. Oh, no, I got you. But the thing is, for me, I think what happened was when they, like I said, when they traded for Russ, they got an older Kyle Kuzma, right? People get mad at me when I say that. 
But I say I don't mean in terms of talent. I mean in terms of fitting on the floor because when they had Kyle Kuzma, he never looked right. And what I mean by that is he always looked like the odd man out. He always felt like the square block trying to get into a round a, a round circle. Like that's what Kyle Kuzma was. You trade him and you bring in Russ, who has the same problems. If anything, they're more prominent. So it's it's like, you know, I I, I don't know what's happening. And on top of that, it it seems now that LeBron is kind of going down in terms of his availability. Now I don't know if it's if it's like a legit injury. Or if they're just blowing it a little bit out of proportion and trying to be strategic and go, look, Ron, sit down for a while. Let's have Russ fit in. And when he fits, we'll put you in because you'll be able to go in. I don't know what it that's, is. I think that's what that's what it, is, it usually is because um, mm-hmm. I want to say they did the same thing last year. And they, they usually rest LeBron to, to get everybody else to uh jail. To then they, then they yep. answer LeBron back in to try to make the run. Well, everybody else is jail, they answer LeBron back in. Right. And again, for me, like if, if you look at, at all the other teams, I mean, the Jazz, I said this. Was it last year they were the number one seed? Yes, it was yeah. last year. I've said this. They were one of, if not the most overrated one seed in the history mm-hmm. of the NBA. The three, like I have that third, I had that Atlanta Hawks team. The one when Brown was in Miami and they had Jeff Teague and Kyle Corbett and Kyle yeah, and everyone was like, you know what I mean? Like, bro, they were a one seed, but everyone, like, no no one, people for some reason thought they could do it. And it was like, yo, come it's on. A, a one seed that you, you're not really afraid of. Exactly. And then and then two or two and one gets a toss-up. It's between that Jazz team and my Celtic. I think it was 16, 2016 when we had Isaiah Thomas, and we almost lost to the eight-seeded Bulls. Like, if Rondo does not get injured, yeah. we're losing in the first round. 110%. So I remember that series, the, the yeah, three yeah. alphas. Yeah, bro, like we was out here getting cooked by AC, and I was like, bro, I hope you get swept. Like that, I, I, that's how bad it was for me. And you know, we ended up losing. But that's kind of where I put them. I'm not really scared of them. No, you can get the number one seed. That's fine, but that really don't matter because they had the one seed last year and it really didn't do much for them. Um, again, if if you look at all the other teams, the Suns, I like the Suns, but I just don't. I, Golden State just took me by surprise. They took me by 100%, 100%. They took me by surprise. And like I said, it's just uh, right now, especially with everything really going on, I think this could potentially be one last final year for Golden State to be legit contenders. You know what I mean? Like, back, you know what I mean? Because eventually, eventually, you know what I mean? They're going to. They won't start falling apart, you know what I mean? I maybe say maybe one or two. Depending on if they keep Wiseman, how he develop. If he can be if he can be like a, a 20 and 10 guy, somebody you can run your offense with, and you got the shooters around him. Right. I can I can say it extend the uh the window. So right. I, it's all about the about Wiseman. But if they trade that young guys to get another uh star, I then, no, I hope they don't because I yeah. like I like Wiseman there. I really do. I, I like him a lot. Um, and, but it's not to but, be political. Uh, Golden State Nets finals sound like more money than a, a Lakers Nets finals to me right now. Well, yeah, but it's just because Golden State's the better team right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I, I thought. I think it's kind of funny. Like, you and I have the same the same people coming out of both. Yeah, you know what I mean. So now it kind of poses like the second part of the question, which I'm curious about, because we both have Lakers and uh, Lakers. Uh, so we both have the Warriors and Nets. Who you have in that? I think uh, it's going. I think it's going seven. Yeah, I got the Warriors. Uh, I genuinely, I I got the Warriors. Um, see, it, see for my answer, it all depends on Kyrie. Like if Kyrie come back, man. I, I think with Kyrie, but I just can't. Kevin Durant, man, I can't bet against Kevin Durant, so I got I got to go with the Nets. And yeah, I mean, again, you know, I think this is really one of those finals where you can't really pick a wrong one. Yeah, I mean, obviously someone's gonna win, but you can make a case for both teams. You can make a case for yeah, because what Warriors said, they just I'm I'm looking at Wiseman. They don't have the Nets have nobody to guard. Wiseman, and right now, 
outside of Patty Mills and LA, they don't have enough bench. So both teams got flaws. So it comes down to Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And I gotta go Kevin Durant. I got I got I can't believe you really got mad. I got Steph. I'm thinking if we were like that, I, I'm I'm taking Steph. And then even that, or if you won't take James Harden or Clay, based on their respective uh, roles, I got Clay. Um, <laughs> because again, this is a dude. He can eat. But it's not. It's not. I'm fifty-one percent Nets and forty-nine percent Warriors. So it's close. You, oh, you, it's close. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying K. It's it's close to me. I'm there with. Like I said, it's going to be. I think it'll be. I think it'll go seven. Yeah. I think every single game would be is going to be close. Like yeah. I don't think there's going to be you know oh my god there's like a one twenty five to ninety seven. Yeah. We're not going to see any of that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's going to be very back and forth. And, and if James Harden don't step up, man, he gonna get a lot of criticism because it's all it's all going to depend on Clay Thompson and James Harden because you know Steph and KD gonna show up. On a hundred percent, they're they're gonna they're gonna show up. And you know, like you said, uh, James Harden has been a little iffy. Yeah. Um, he um against the game against the Raptors, uh, ten for 50 percent from the field, uh, twenty eight points. Um, struggled from the three point line, only three for ten, but got ten rebounds, eight assists. It looks like he is on his way back, especially considering um you know uh the last his his last outing over twenty points um was back in on uh no I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm looking at this wrong. Yeah, don't, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, don't do drugs. I'm looking at it wrong. <laughs> they, they had it, they had it all messed up. So let me pull it up this season. So, yeah, so, okay, so here's how it went. So on the 14th, yeah, so on the 14th, uh, they played the Thunder. Um, it, yeah, the game against the Raptors was on the 7th, on November 7th. Um, if you really look at it, um, and since for like the last, for that, for a while now, he's only been over 20 points three times, mm. you know? And again, those 20 points, it's not like they, they were booms. It was a 29 on October 29th against the Pacers. It was a 28 November, uh, November 7th against the Raptors. And then a, a 39 bomb November 12th. So... So I know I know the Bulls held him to like 18 points, 16 points, something like that. Yeah, 14. 14, yeah. Yep, on the eighth, uh, it was 14. So so far this year, uh, this year, his averages, um, he's getting about 35 minutes a game, 19, 19, seven and nine. Um, which the seven and nine, I like. Yeah. My only issue is, you know, the the 19. under 20 points. On forty under forty three percent shooting, yeah. that's the concern I have. Now again, I think he'll be. I think he'll pick it up. I think he will. Yeah. I just think you know because he's he still doesn't understand that the rule changed, so he's still kind of he's still trying to do that. You know, once he adjusts, I I, I think he'll be okay. Um, I guess he just feels like he'll still get the whistles. Whipped. Yeah, he just but he come to realize that he's not getting them whistles. He'll change. Oh yeah, now he he, he gonna have no choice. Yeah. He's, he's, he definitely, he definitely won't be. Um, he definitely won't have a choice. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I think it's very interesting how you and I have it Nets and Warriors. Um, I'll be honest. I hope that's what we get. Cause I'm telling you, if we can get that, that'll be one heck of a. Uh, or Bulls Warriors, I'd be fine with that. But just yeah, we 100 percent it's Bulls Warriors. Bulls getting swept. Um, all starts <laughs> a new situation. Um. Uh, look, Cam is back. Super Cam is in the building. He got a touchdown. Took off his helmet. Went to the camera. Started screaming, "I'm back!" And it's like, okay, people were uh, shitting on him for that. Like, I, 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 I no, I, I, I was one hundred and ten percent. I was one hundred and ten percent. And you want to? Yes, I was. I be. And you want to know why? Yeah. Did he lead them up the field? No. PJ Walker did. And I felt bad because I'm like, why are you not going to give this kid the opportunity to finish when he's the one leading them down the field? And then what, you're going to call on Cam just because he came back? 
to me, that, that, that's he's, a, he's a threat. He's a threat in the red zone. I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like at this point, I, I feel like my guy was robbed. I, I, I really do like, you know, and again, I, I, I would rather them have, you know, just started camp. I'd rather have them just start a camp rather than be like, oh, yeah, yo, PJ, you got to start. By the way, every opportunity you get for a touchdown, yeah, we're going to take it from you. Like, every time, like, like, look, like, he, listen, he went, ask me how many touchdowns he got. I'm going to say two, Cam? Zero. Zero. No, 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 uh, well, Walker, PJ Walker, uh, uh, Philip Walker, he, he got no touchdowns. Meanwhile, he's leading them, he's, help, he's helping lead them down. Now, I'm not saying he's the sole reason. Because clearly, let's be honest, Christian McCaffrey had 13 touches for 95 yards. So when you have a guy like that, that's only giving you yardage, but also running down the clock, that's gonna help. But at the same time, why are you gonna, why are you gonna take my guy, my guy's touches? You know what I mean? But like, I feel like it was it was them easing Kim, and they didn't want to just throw him right out after just you know not playing football for what been 10 weeks. So I didn't want to ease him on in. Get his confidence running. Who do you think starts? Next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, who do they play next week? I'll tell you right now. Because if I'm not mistaken, they got a cake game. Uh, Washington football team. Ooh, Chase Young just went down. You brought you up to ACL. So he's he's out. He's out. They, they might they might start Cam. They might start Cam. Who do they play? After that is Washington. I mean, after after that is Miami, right? Yeah. So it's so their next their next three, they should win. It's very favorable because they got they got Washington. After Washington, like you said, Miami. Then they got the Falcons. Hmm. So these next three games are very 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 winnable. Yeah. Then it goes downhill because after that it I goes. Can't, I can't even say on Miami because they. They did. They told Lamar Jackson around. So I don't yeah, know. But, but 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 here's my thing. Are we gonna see? That? Are we gonna see that again? That's my concern because this, this listen that 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 defense we saw that was a defense that we should have seen all year. If we're gonna be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? They came one game, which is great. But my thing is, can we look le- le- like legitimately and you know like hey, can can we really rely on this defense to step up again? Nah. And, this year, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That that's kind right. of that's kind of my thing. But again, on paper, I agree with you. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. But at the same time, you know, I don't. I I just don't. You know, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but just throwing it out there. So obviously, on the screen on the bottom. Um, with the scroll of text, we got the records of everybody. But for those of you who are are not, um, you know, watching or is listening to this, um, so the top three teams in terms of record: the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Green Bay Packers, and the Tennessee Titans, all eight and two. Right below them, we got two teams tied: um, Dallas Cowboys and Los Angeles Rams, both seven and two. Then we got three teams tied at six and three: that's the Ravens, Bills, and Buccaneers. Um, then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we, I promise, we're going to talk about them later. I promise we're going to talk about them later. 5-3-1. Um, and, um, and then we have two teams who are tied 6-4, and four, um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the greatest organization to ever grace God's, God's Green's Earth, led by Bill Belichick, the greatest head coach ever, formerly led by the greatest quarterback to ever grace God's Green Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, stay with me now. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, and he's got a father that senior, the one I'm talking about, junior. Um, we're both six and four. Um, then we got a whole slew of teams that are tied at five and four, I believe four of them, which is the Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, and Saints. Then here comes the what I love to call the 500 club. Um, they, they got four teams tied five and five the Panthers, Browns, Broncos, and Colts. Then four and five, we got two teams at that, uh, Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings. Right behind them, the Eagles at four and six. Then we got the Niners at three and five. Then we got two teams tied at three and six. That is this, uh, I like three teams tied at three and six. The Giants, Seahawks, and the Washington football team. Um, then we got Miami Dolphins three and seven. Then we got the Jags and Jets tied at two and seven. Houston, 
at one and eight. And then we have the Detroit Lions, who I promise we'll get there. One, uh, zero, eight, and one. You forgot a team. Who did I forget? <laughs> My Bears, bro. I forgot the Bears. I ain't hear you say the Bears. Yeah, I said Bears. You said the Bears? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the Bears, yeah. They're three six. They're they're tied with the uh Yeah, they were tied. I didn't say just in case I didn't say them, just in case. Uh, let me just say it again. <laughs> the Bears are tied with the Giants, Seahawks, and Washington football team three and six. I do not mean to disrespect the Chicago Bulls like that. But I'm gonna tell you this right now, man. Um, in terms of Cam, look, me personally, I He's back. Whoop you do. Um, I, I don't really care about this move like that. I don't. Um, yeah, it's a cute feel good story because Cam's going back to care to the Panthers and whatnot. Um, but let's see how he does in, in in two three weeks. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't want to look at this one game where he went three for four, which is cute and all, but he wasn't the one that was leading them down the field. That's how I look at it, you know. Um, if you want to give him a start, let's give him a start. Let's see if he can play, you know, um, uh, you know, football, bell to bell, um, or whistle to whistle. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I just don't – I don't think it matters like that, you know. And to go to the second portion of this question, does this put more pressure on OBJ to make it work in L.A.? Yes and no. Because the um, thing is – go ahead. Well, before we move on to OBJ, uh, I I mean, my thing with Cam Newton, I'm happy he's back because I feel like he should never, he shouldn't have been let go by the Panthers in the first, in the first uh, time because it, it was only, it wasn't his play, it was injuries, and I still feel like with the Patriots, he he still showed us he can, you know, he can, he got a little bit left in his tank, and looking at the quarterbacks that's playing now. You gotta say Cam Newton is better than half the quarterbacks that's starting. Like who? You, you couldn't tell me that Mac, uh, not Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Oh, I was about to say you can't say that because Mac Jones took a starting job. You can't tell me that um, Mike White. Come on now, Cam can do better than the Mike White or Washington. Washington couldn't need a quarterback. Type, type no, of no, 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 no. Washington say far, far, far away from him. I'm glad they didn't pick him up. You could even went um. Fitzpatrick last year, uh, somebody to play. If you want somebody to play for the two, you could have won Cam Newton. There's a lot of quarterbacks that you know, teams that needed quarterbacks. That uh, look at uh, the Saints, they could use uh, a Cam Newton. No, probably. Um, but it's it's still fall on Cam Newton too because I feel like this is your opportunity to still prove that you can play. Take it serious, man, because. Especially him being a black quarterback, they waiting for you to 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 uh show that you can't play no more. Then your ass gone. So yeah, it's, it's on Cam Newton to to prove that he can still play. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And look, like I said, to me, um, but he do deserve another shot, one last shot to to to, to um prove. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, look for me personally. Look for me. Look. I, and no disrespect whatsoever, but at the same time, we also need to understand that Cam Newton right now, not to say he's a scrub, but let's let's call it what it is. He's just not elite. Right. He's not at the point part of his career where he just deserves to walk on to start. He's not there anymore. He's not, you know? Now, in terms of a backup, don't get it twisted. I think he could be a very, very serviceable backup. He's a, he's a backup. Sam Donald's hurt. They bring in right, Cam but here's the problem. But here's the problem. They're now opening a box because if he plays one good game, just one good game, guess, guess what's going to happen? They're going to try to get Sam Donald out of there. Oh, I, I, they probably take him down. Yeah, we need tickets low. We need a boost. You come so you can still play. Maybe somebody uh assign you next year, or if we bring you back next year, we still run it with Sam Donald. What's the chance you might can still play? Cause Sam I, Donald, Sam Donald, giving you the same thing Cam Newton gave the the Patriots last year. Yeah, he just a he just an older Sam Donald right now. He really he kind of he kind of is kind of, um, 
but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, hey, games back, you know. You, you I, just, I, like I said, I'm not. I'm. You said what? You mean? just dumped the dumped the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, ten yards, ten yards. You ain't got to. Kevin ain't even got to go deep. Just run the football, thinking, thinking, dunk here, fifteen yards here, ten yards here. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the once you get to the goal line, you use Cam to rushing touchdown. Yeah, and like I said, well, we will see how that plays out. Um, but do you think that with his return and how much everyone's kind of hyping it up, does this put does this kind of put OBJ in a situation where he sees that and is like, damn, I kind of gotta, I kind of gotta, you know, make sure I'm on my p's and q's. Yeah, it's more pressure on OBJ than it is on Cam Newton. I what uh, uh, Cam Newton only was 30, 32 years old, so you know he already on a decline. OBJ in California on the Rams team that's that's a really good Rams team that got Super Bowl on a mass. So you gotta perform on the big stage. Cam Newton with the Panthers, nobody really worry about them right now. But as far as OBJ. Yeah, you gotta show up. Yeah, I'm. I I I agree. I, but I do think that this kind of puts more pressure on him. Only be reason being is especially Woods just went out. So now you you went from 15 targets to maybe way more than that. Right, and and, and that's kind of really what it comes down to is because at what that, that when he first came in, people were kind of just like, yeah, they'll probably run him a couple of plays. Now you almost have to be a version of Odell that you were in in New York. Like, you almost are going to have to be that guy because, look, they're going to double Coop. And, look, Cooper Cup, he's the, the guy's great. Double teams, I don't know how he'll I don't know how he'll be. You know what I mean? Like, what's well, actually really legit start double teaming the guy. And now it's to the point where you can't really do that because now you got OBJ on the other side. Yeah. You got to be careful double teaming because if you do that, you're now kind of in essence opening up the the the, the side, one side of the field for, for either OBJ or Cooper Cup. Um, I will say that I think there is more pressure in terms of of OBJ's reputation, and the reason I say that is because we also we gotta understand for some unknown reason there is this false narrative that OBJ is a cancer. I don't know who started it. I really don't. I don't know who started it. I don't know why people started it. I don't know why people started piggybacking, piggybacking on it. But OBJ is not a cancer. He never has been. He never will be. Now he's a malcontent. He is. When he when things don't go his way, you know, does he kind of throw a temper tantrum at times? Yes, of course. But again, all star receivers. Context, go ahead. All star receivers, you know, they ain't getting the ball. They throwing the fit. So exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like most elite receivers are doing that. And on top of that. The first year when he was in Cleveland, OBJ didn't say anything. They were fine. Why? Because they were winning. Winning solves all. OBJ is willing to not get touches as long as they're winning. That's all it comes down to. So now is this weird thing where OBJ can't really, if if he sneezes the wrong way, people are going to look at him funny. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, you see, this is the problem with him. So that's why I think, you know what I mean? Because Cam came back, scored a touchdown. Took his helmet up. It was like I'm back, right? And I was like, I mean, whoop de do. Yeah, you're back, but let's let's pump the brakes, also, bro. Like, like, come on, fam. Like, you you didn't you didn't do much. Come on, let us pump the brakes a little bit. If you played a full, you know, if you played the full game, I I get that. But I think it puts pressure on OBJ because here's the thing: Cam is acting a fool, and everyone's eating it up. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying all, you know, off the field he's a cancer. I'm not going like that. But this is a guy that when, you know, he does whatever he wants, he, you know, he talks, walks, acts how he pleases, and he gets praised for it. OBJ kind of does the same thing, and we ridicule him for it. So I think OBJ is kind of going to be even out of, under a closer microscope. The microscope is going to be magnified even more to the point where, like, if he steps on a blade of grass – and that blade of grass doesn't get mowed in the morning, it's going to be OBJ's fault because the imprint he had lowered that, that blade of grass too low so the, the blades on the lawnmower wouldn't have gotten it. Yes, And that's because he's with the Rams, you know, the Super Bowl contender team, and they if if he do go there and have one bad game, the blangle goes on him because everything was clicking 
before he got there. So, of course, all the blame goes to OBJ. Whether than Cam Newton, he's healing a Panthers team that started off hot, been struggling ever since. He come, yep. one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. Oh, my God, Cam's back. He's right. the savior. Maybe things go in the right direction. So it's it's both guys to go into two different situations where narrative is so different. So only my advice to OBJ is, you no, know, just just be humble, man. Just be humble for the rest of the year and, and play consistent and have the team out. I just hope Stafford don't force feed him the ball. I don't think he will. I don't. I don't, get him I, don't going. I don't think he will to try to get him going. You don't think so? No, only because at this point now OBJ is going to be the legitimate. I thought they were going to in the beginning, be, to make him feel more comfortable. But now that Robert Woods is out, OBJ is going to just fit into that role naturally to the point where you know they're probably going to have a couple of specific plays set up for OBJ. But also, at the same time, he's still going to get he's going to get his fair share of touches. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I personally, I don't think. And on top of that. Enforcing like Matthew Stafford is not a bad quarterback. He's the best quarterback OBJ has, and it's not even close. It's not even close. So, you know, for me, it's I don't I don't think that's gonna be a problem in terms of forcing it. I, I really don't. Um, but speaking of football, we are gonna give grades on certain teams who performed and or underperformed. Starting with the first one. I watched this game, by the way. Um, I I was mad at myself. So I was playing Call of Duty, and I had a horrible game. So I decided to punish myself. So I watched the Steelers in line. Um, the Steelers, A, B, C, D, or F? Man, I go with I go with an F. I mean, I, I know you ain't, got, you ain't got Ben, but how do you tie with the Detroit Lions? Oh, that's easy. Nobody wanted to win. I'll watch that game. Nobody wanted to win. And by the way, before before anyone says, you know, when you grade someone, there's no E. Oh, no, there, e. there is an E. And that's why I'm going to give this here as an E. E for error. Because these dudes had a mental error. Because there's no way on God's green earth. Look, let me ask you a question. What do you think about Mason Rudolph? He's a... Uh, so you don't got to be next. He's, a, no, he's, he's, a, worse. A, he's worse than average. Look, he, listen, listen. He's dog shit. Let's just call it what it is. Well, the, highlight, hold on, the highlight of his career is when Miles Garrett hit him with his own helmet. That's the intro and outro to his entire – that's the intro and outro to his highlight reel. And in between, there's only one clip, and it's a picture of his head dented in. That's it. I mean, he did have a couple of good games after um, Ben went down. When I say the, the eight and eight year, he had a couple of solid games. But that's why I say above average backup. Not, not. He still he still should have been good enough to beat the Detroit Lions. No, I disagree, hundred and ten percent. And I don't, and I I don't I don't I don't see this weird um this weird enamor people have with with the kid. I don't think he's good. He's he, he his reaction time is very slow. He when when a play develops, he doesn't know what he's doing. And and and, and pray to God that the play doesn't break down. Because if it breaks down, that kid has no idea what he's doing. Absolutely not. In no world should he be throwing fifty times in an NFL game. There is no way, no how, a guy like him is throwing fifty. Times now we got Najee Harris, and that's what it comes down to. Like last year, what was the biggest problem that that the, that the Steelers had? Running game. Now you got Najee Harris, who can not only run the ball but can also catch. Why not just force him the ball, feed him the ball? But no, they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. He got twenty six carries, one hundred and five yards. He should have gotten. Ain't no way Mason Rudolph should be out throwing. He should not have more throws than Najee Harris has rushes. Ain't no way you're going to sit there and tell me that with a straight face. And on top of that, on the other side, Jared Goff. You played overtime. My guy still couldn't get 120 yards. <laughs> that guy's the whole overtime. Bro, like, you, like well, come on, bro. Like, you, like, you tried to tell me you couldn't get that? Like, that's absurd. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 33 carries for 130 yards. 
which I liked, by the way. I like uh, Jared Goff. He he hit a couple um a couple dots. I think it was um um I think I think it was Khalif Raymond. He hit on a beautiful dot. Um, I wonder what made you even tune into this game. I, I told you I, I was punishing myself. I, you wonder what it really was. See, this was one of the games I thought the Lions had a legitimate chance in. So I wanted to watch because I was like, what if they won this game? Do you know how historic this would be? Like, th- this would be great. So I wanted to say I witnessed history. I really wanted to say that. Hated myself. You think they win the game this year? Because they got – they going to Cleveland uh, next week, then the Bears, uh, then Vikings, then they go to Denver, Cardinals, at Falcons, at Seahawks, and then Packers. So – Well, they beat the Browns. Of course you. My thing is, I thought this, excuse me, against the Steelers was their most winnable game. Like you said, after they got Browns, I think that's an L. Bears, I, I think that's an L. Vikings, maybe. I think maybe because this Vikings team kind of has been a little inconsistent. Well, not a lot, a lot, not a little lack of inconsistent. So I think maybe the Lions have a chance there. They're losing against the Broncos, they're losing against the Cardinals, um, and then maybe the Falcons. Maybe I thought this right here was their best shot. And I thought that with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, without him, it was horrible. But, yeah, I'm, I'm giving the Steelers an E for error. Because I, hope these, the, I hope they beat the Browns. Eh, I, I, don't, I personally don't see it. I don't see it. I think the closest the, – the, the game I think they have another legit chance of winning is against the Falcons. And then the Vikings, I, I, I kind of look at that as a little bit of a long shot. I don't, I don't think it's you know as legit. And pe- I, I kind of got it penciled in. With with this one, I had it pending. That's how confident I was, and they ended up tying. Um, but you give them an F, I give them an E. We both agree. This Steelers, this Steelers team is dog shit. Um, <laughs> speaking about how you say you want the Lions to beat the team that you wanted to beat, the Browns got. Mollywop. Mollywop. Say it one more time. Mollywop by the yeah. New England Patriots. What's what's the grade? I get the Browns an elf. I'm with you. I'm with you. They they came out, they came out nice. They had um they they uh they had an eleven play touchdown. After that, they were stagnant. Yeah. They were stagnant. They didn't know what the hell to do. They kind of they were like, "Oh my god, what do we do? Where do we go from here?" Like, you know. And like I said, like I, I told people, you know, Baker Mayfield. I, I like Baker. You know, the uh, Nick Chubb was gonna be out. You know, and so was Kareem Hunt. And I was like, hey, "Look, this guy, you're gonna put all the pressure on him, and there it's gonna go one or two ways. Either he will thrive gloriously or fail miserably." Like, that's kind of really what you get with Baker. Like, it's not, you know, it's it's one or the other. He failed miserably. You know, he had a horrible game. It, it, it was bad, you know what I mean? And like I said, you know, he um, 11 for 21 for 73 yards, one touchdown and, uh, and an interception. Um, Dearness Johnson had another, another, another good game. Yeah. Uh, 19 carries for 99 yards. Um, I thought they should have ran the ball with him more. They did use him in the passing game. He got he was he led the the Browns with seven in both yeah. receptions and yards. Um seven receptions for 58 yards. Um, but you know, you co- you look at the Patriots, you know, um Matt Jones was hitting dots, man. Yeah. It was hitting dots, uh, hitting dots, man. Uh uh um, Shit, Hoyer even scored the touchdown. I'm looking at um, yeah. the last minute. <laughs> yeah, yo, no, yeah, he he even got in on, on the party a little bit. Um, uh, in terms of receivers, Hunter Henry had two touchdowns, a four reception for 37 yards. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had four receptions for 98 yards. Jacoby Myers four receptions for 49 yards. And uh, Brandon Bolden three receptions, 38 yards. And Stevenson. Uh, came in at running back because we kind of were a little depleted. He had 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. If you picked him up from the waiver wire, God bless you. I hate you with great intensity. This dude absolutely balled the flip out. 
but yeah, I'm with you. I give the Browns an F. I, yeah, have to. They came out hot, but then when the Patriots responded, they kind of were just like, oh, you know, like going into the second quarter. Um, it was I mean, seven, I, seven. I feel like the Browns is just so it's easy. You just a run first team, so it's just yep. like, yep. And, and, and that and yeah, and that's the thing. Like when when you when you're a run first team. Um, you know, it puts you in this weird position where you're when your running backs are out, you're kind of screwed a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, the uh, the the it was seven seven going to the second half. The Patriots then went on to score thirty eight unanswered points. Um, it doesn't matter what 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 uh, it doesn't matter how your offense is set up. Once you're doing that, you're kind of putting yourself in, in a bad position. Um, and again, when it came to running, they had something. You know, they had, like, again, Dearness Johnson, he almost had 19 carries for 99 yards. His average was 5.2. If you give him a few more touches, who knows? But, again, you and I both agree. But let's 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 flip the script on the other side of that same game, the New England Patriots. Um, I'm going to start 100%. I give him an A++. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a near-perfect day. Um, offensively and defensively. Um, like I said, Stevenson kind of, he showed up, did his thing, had absolutely no issues at all. Um, like I keep telling people, Matt Jones is the best quarterback in this league, and not the league, I'm sorry, in this draft class. He is. And the reason is because a lot of the intangibles that this kid has, he like that, that a lot of quarterbacks he got. He could read a defense. He's got accuracy. I like the kid. I really do. Um, and on top of that, the fact that you got guys starting, again, Stevenson stepped up big. Kendrick Bourne had a couple touches for for rushing. Um, and so did uh, J.J. Taylor. You know, I just think on top of that, and on top of that, the defense. Um, Kyle Duger had a pick, which I, I I loved a lot. You know what I mean? Because I was like, because the thing is, once 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 Baker threw that pick, I kind of I, I started chuckling because I was like, you know, you know, the the Browns officially looked dejected. I was like, it's kind of a wrap. It is what it yeah. is. I get a Patriots an A plus. I. I like it, it was just something by Mac Jones. I just I thought he was gonna be good in the right in the right system with the right team, man. I'm glad he fell to the Patriots because cause once uh the Bears moved up, I'm like I don't think I don't. Think, I thought we were gonna uh, get Fields originally. Yeah. I thought we were gonna get Justin Fields, and then when I saw the Bears had moved up, I was like, "Ain't no way they were gonna pass on Justin Fields." Yeah, I I couldn't see Mac Jones. Yeah, I was like, Matt Nagy. Yeah, I was like, there's no way they're gonna pass on Justin Fields because you know what I mean. Then they but, did that, and I was like, well, we have it. And I'm not gonna lie. Originally, I was a little when we got Mac Jones, I was like, eh. But I was like, you know what? Let me give this kid an opportunity. Yeah. And when he did that, I started, I really started re-looking back at uh, you know, at his college play. And he's not athletic, but he doesn't pretend to be. Cause yeah, cause people pe- nowadays people love the a- athletic quarterbacks, but right. sometimes that that one quarterback who's not athletic but still well, can make this. plays, yeah. And I feel like that's Mac, that's Mac Jones. So that's why I never was really down on him. I just knew if he went to New England Patriots, I knew he was gonna um he was gonna be good. Oh, even uh the Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, I thought that would have been a uh, oh yeah, a good, yeah, he, he would have been, if, if if Pittsburgh had gotten them. They would have been way better. And um, I feel but, like uh, the 49ers should have, you know, should have grabbed them. Yeah, I know. I, I, I Trey Lance should not have declared for the draft. He should have went back another year. Yeah. He's 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 not even close to ready. Uh, but the next team we got to give a grade um, after throttling the Jets forty-five to seventeen. How do you grade the Bills? Uh, I get the Bills an A plus, like I did the Patriots, because they came back after that horrible loss to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I predicted they're gonna blow the uh, the Jets out, mm-hmm. and they did. So, gotta get them an A plus. Yeah, hundred percent. They scored more points in the first quarter than the Jaguars did the whole game, and in the first half, they scored more points than them than the Bills and the Jaguars scored last week combined. Um, then they erupted in the third quarter for 21 points. Um, Josh Allen uh, had two touchdowns, um, in terms of rushing, uh, Devin Singletary had a touchdown. Matt Breda had a touchdown. So does Zach Moss and Isaiah McKenzie also had a touchdown. So you're getting touchdowns from a whole bunch of other guys. The only knock I had, I have on this team, I want them to run the ball a little more. 
they that's something they need to work on. Um, Devin, like, say only seven carries. That's not going. That's not going. Yeah, play. like look at like seven, seven and three. You know, between um, that's kind of like the most they've had, and like that's kind of like their top three rushers. I don't like that because again, what it's kind of it's kind they're kind of like the the anti version of the Ravens. The Ravens love to run, 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 run. The Bills love to pass, 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 pass. And you need some sort of, of dimension. Like, you need to be able, when the passing isn't working, step away from it and run the ball. And on top of that, when you when you have a solid run threat, guess what you can do? You can use play action, and you can utilize it perfectly. So that's really the only concern I have with this Bills team. Um, clearly, we knew they were going to beat the Jets. I, I, I just needed them to dominate. By the way, you know yeah. what Mike White said? Yeah, I just been touch on that too. I should say they could have won. I should have been. I should have been a number. The number pick comes yeah. out. He go. He no touchdowns, four <laughs> picks. And I, yo, and it was funny because I'm like, yo, the oh, NFL play. I'm like, don't forget what happened when Mike uh when uh Mike White when uh what's it called when Justin Fields said, oh yeah, bro, the game it was a uh, game is slow. The next week got cracked and lit up, and he's like, bro, yeah. Was that slow? Was it slow then? You know what I mean? Like, like Mike White, bro, you know, relax, settle down, breathe. You know what I mean? Um, but him throwing the ball, kind of the same thing about uh, Mason Rudolph. Him throwing, him having 44, uh, 44 throws. I don't know. I don't know what NFL we living in. But. I mean, it's the Jets, so. I mean, yeah, sure. But at the same time, ain't no way. I mean, in terms of receiving Corey Davis. Five receptions, ninety-three yards, which was you know solid. Uh, Michael uh, Elijah Moore, because I, even though they lost, Joe Flacco came in. Um, he ended up getting a touchdown to Elijah Moore, um, who he himself uh, three receptions, forty-four yards. I, I'm with you. I, I give them an A plus. Um, they 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 handled their business. They did what they had to do. They came out and dominated. And that's what I expected. I made sure as long as you come out and dominate, I'm willing to forgive what happened with the Jags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I was looking at it. Next week, they face the Colts, which is going to be a good test. They need to keep that. They need to keep the energy. And they, they need to keep going through. Um, but speaking of upsets, the Washington football team upset the greatest quarterback ever in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 29-19. to 19. What, did, what, uh, what grade did you give them? Uh, I'm going I'm to give them uh, hmm, I'm gonna give them a B plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a B plus. I'm gonna give him an A. A. I'm giving him an A. Look, I just don't want everybody to A. So I. No, I feel you. I feel you. But here's the thing: the Washington look, and to put it in context, what people kind of are forgetting, this is the same Washington football team that last year took the same Bucks team down to the wire in the wild card game. So I had the Bucks, but I was like, it ain't gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be a contested pass or a contested game. Taylor Heineke. 26 for 32, 256 yards with one touchdown. Who, by the way, this kid is going to be a, this kid. I, I hope Washington kind of gives him an opportunity to be a franchise quarterback because I, the way this kid you is think so? out, yes, yes, yes. I, at this point, when it's to the point where you're going up to the kid and saying, "Yo, you you need to get us the win," you're 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 kind of putting it in his head like, "All right, bro, they really believe in me." But franchise quarterback, I don't know. He, he's 28, so. Uh, Heineke? Yeah. Yeah, but you can give him an opportunity still. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying just keep him for a few years, do your thing, and then if you want to find another quarterback in a couple years in the draft, go ahead. But um, in terms of rushing, Antonio Gibson, 24, uh, 24 carries for 64 yards, which and two touchdowns, which on paper is not really good because he averaged less than three yards per carry. But you also got to understand, they did that to kill the clock. That was the purpose of them rushing the ball like that. So I like that. Um, uh, Terry McLaurin, six receptions, 59 yards. DeAndre Carter, three receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Um, uh, Fred Jackson, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, William Jackson the third. he got an interception. So did Bobby McCain, uh, both of those picks coming in the first quarter. Um, and then after that, Tom Brady, he did have two touchdowns, which yeah. you know, is nice. Um, he threw one to Mike Evans. And then you threw another one to Cameron Brady, which, you know, again, I like. But at the same time, you know, um, Tom Brady, 220 yards. Those two picks kind of did kill him. Leonard Fournette, 11 carries, 47 yards. Uh, Mike, uh, Chris Godwin had the most receptions, seven receptions um, for 57 yards. Look, man, 
hundred percent. I, I gotta give I gotta give the the Washington football team an A. They came yeah. up, they played, they executed, and it goes to Ron Rivera because here's the thing: a lot of coaches don't pay attention to the clock until it's too late when they're at the end of the game and it's a close game or whatever. Ron Rivera, you can see him was constantly looking up at the clock, that conflict, constantly looking up at the clock, and he understood as long as we don't give Brady the ball, we're gonna be okay. Like we can't put ourselves in a position where we gotta rely on, like you know, we gotta rely on Tom Brady making a mistake. You know, we already got two off of him. It's gonna be very, very difficult to force him to do a third because Tom, you know what I mean? Like this is Tom Brady. We need to respect him. So, um, but yeah, I gotta give the Washington Football Team um, an A. Uh, the final team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, what? What do you? Uh, they won thirty to thirteen over the Denver Broncos. What you got? Oh, uh, I get a, I get an Eagles. Uh, I'm gonna give him a B plus. I, I think I think Hurts play play solid. Um, mm-hmm. Bridgewater should have made the tackle, but hey, I guess he pulled a Cam Newton. So yeah, yeah right, um, Super Bowl, yep. <laughs> I get the Eagles a, a B plus. I feel like this. I feel like they should they should start building this team around Jalen Hurts. I feel like he proved he's a he can be a good quarterback in this league. Yep. Yep, he, yep. I'm trying to point. find his stats right now. So Jalen Hurts, 16 for 23, 173 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, and then for Teddy Bridgewater, 22 of 36, 226, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, Philly came out hot. You know, they dropped the, they had 10 points in the first quarter. Um, and then in the second quarter, you know, uh, they had 10 points as, um, as well. And then the Broncos also had 10. So in halftime, it was 20 to 10. Um, and then there was the, uh, there was a, t- um, it ended up being the Eagles got seven in the third quarter, three in the fourth. Um, and then the Broncos only had three points in the third quarter and was scoreless the rest of the game. Um, Jordan Scott, 12 carries, 83 yards. Not bad. Um, but Devontae Smith was, you know, Devontae Smith. Yeah, they, they, they got they got the weapons. They got I like the, I like Devontae Smith. I like uh, Dallas. Dallas Goddard, yes, yeah, good Dallas Goddard. Um, a regular, I don't. He's been kind of hit or miss. Yeah, which you know, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm gonna give them an A minus. This was this is a very solid defense. I think this is too. Uh, I'm not gonna poo poo on that. I will say this: the only issue. I had was the fact that this was the game that the Eagles could have taken the top off, you know, in the second half um, to let Jalen Hurts throw the ball a little more. Yeah. Um, Looking at his but, stats, um, 21, 2,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, and five interceptions. That's that's not bad. That's It's not. It's, it's really not, you know, in terms of uh, total yards. The Eagles had 386 total yards compared to the Broncos 308. Um Broncos did have more passing yards, but the rushing yards from the Eagles, it was so lopsided, 214 to 96. Um, and that, that that rushing that rushing attack in and of itself was great. Time of possession, which which is kind of really what was critical to this game, 38 minutes, 58 seconds for the Eagles, 25 minutes and two seconds for the Broncos. They, this was a this was a solid game. I wish they would have let you know Dale Hurts fling the ball a little more. Yeah. But again, 30 to 13 is not it's, – it's, it's going to be very difficult to criticize that and say that they messed up. Um, you know, they, they didn't have any pressure on Jalen Hurts. You know, it really came down to we got a good rushing attack. These guys, you know, we, we, we trust them. Jordan, you know, you got three guys going in the double digit in terms of rushing, uh, in terms of carries. Jordan Howard had 12, Boston Scott had 11, and then obviously Jalen Hurts himself had 14. Um, Howard got 83 yards, Scott had 81, Hurts with with 53. So when you have that running attack, it kind of opens up for Jalen to, you know, be be more comfortable, to, you know, to relax, be all right. Um, You know, in terms of, like, the Eagles' defense as well, they held Denver to one for five in the red zone. Which yeah. helps, and then they, in terms of third down, one for eleven. So, especially considering that this same team, over the the course of what I think it's all season, um, or not all, I lied, it wasn't all season. It was in the course of I believe it was like two or three games. 
they've had their third their third down completion has been over well over fifty percent, and doing all you know doing all that holding it down on top. And they also they also blocked the field goal. You know, oh yeah, which you know that kind of that's like a hype thing. So for me personally, I think all that you know kind of. I, I think top to bottom, they kind of did their thing, you know, and I, I, I'm i going to give them proper kudos and proper respect because they deserve yeah, it. Future looking bright in Philly. I don't know about Denver. They, they I don't think this Bridgewater quarterback is really the the ideal situation for them going Teddy forward. Bridge, I'm going to tell you right now, Teddy Bridgewater is just a bridge for them to go get over that water so that way they can find themselves another quarterback. That's really all it's coming down to. And it's a shame because when he was in Minnesota, his career looked – yeah, it looked like he was going to be the one. Um, Monday Night Football, Rams, Niners. Um, Von Miller and OBJ are both active. Um, in terms of the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo will get the start. Um, however, Trey Lance will suit up. Um, who you got? Um, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I'm going with the Rams. I don't, I don't think – Garoppolo gets that defense, and uh, I, I don't see it. No, I can't. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. You going with the Rams? I don't think it'd be close. I think this might be the this might. Let me hold on. Let me check the uh the Niners schedule. Yeah, this this might be the game that where uh they might destroy Jimmy G. And then I think Trey Lance step in for the rest of the way. Because look after this Rams game, they got the Jaguars, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texas, and then Rams again. So yeah, I think just the game that might be the nail in the coffin for uh Jimmy G. Yeah, potentially. Um, you know, uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see um in terms of what happens. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I got the Rams, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's going to be pretty relatively easy. Um, yeah. and then after today, the Rams had the Packers, which I believe they're going to end up winning. Then they play, then they play the Jag, which obviously that's going to be a stomp. Um, then the Rams play the Cardinals, which at that time, D-Hop and Kyler Murray should come back, which I think will be an interesting one. That's going to be a tough one. I'm not to sleep on that one. Then they play the Seahawks, which even though Russ is back, I, I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think the Rams are going to win that one. They're going to beat the Vikings, beat the Ravens, and then they end the season as the forty with the 49ers. I will say this, that last game when they play the 49ers, they're going to see the same quarterback. I think Jimmy G starts because, like I said, Trey Lance is not ready. He's not close to ready. If you you throw him out there, you're going to mentally scar this kid. So you think Jimmy G starts the rest of the way? He, I, I think so. I mean, you got to give him some, some plans. I mean, if – uh, if he said he's gonna be so far behind from the rest of the quarterback, from he's all but he's already behind, and it's not because of playing time, he's not good, he's not good. You at least gotta throw him out there and learn, let him learn. I mean, yeah, if, if you want, go ahead. Right now, he's not good. He should he should have went back to college, he should have, he should have, he should not have came out. And the fact that the, that the Niners took him uh, third, I believe, it's wild. I don't know what they see in this kid. But whatever they see, I'm gonna need to borrow the glasses and see if I can see it too. Because I believe this was this this was a horrible pickup. It was horrible. Because again, this kid was not ready at all. Yeah. And they, they had they they could have had Justin Fields. They could have had and I think Justin Fields in the 49ers, I think Jimmy G would have been lost his job. You could even I, I think he not only would he have lost his job, he either would have been traded, they would have released him. You know, and I think you probably would have played game one, week one. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think immediately he's being the starter. He's immediately the starter week one. I genuinely believe it because he's he's way better than uh than uh, Jimmy G right now. That's just me. But uh, but you and I both agree it's gonna be the uh, the Rams, Rams. Are win. Um, and it, it's I'm just glad I'm not a I'm not a 49ers fan. I really am yeah. because I don't got to deal with this stuff because. I'm gonna tell you right now. If the Patriots drafted um, this kid Trey Lance, Cam Newton will still be in New England. <laughs> Not only will he still be in New England, he probably would have gotten an extension. And that's just a sad part about it. This kid is just not ready. Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Uh, not only do we uh, put out news and whatnot, all that good stuff, but we also go live there and 
I love arguing with y'all. To me, it's the fun. It's it's the best part of my day. Catch me on Facebook at Private Takes. I'm gonna be put up also news and memes up there. But we also go live on Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, we're live on YouTube at Private Takes. Visit our website www.privatetakes.com. Not only do we have Oh, excuse me. Not only is every episode of the podcast there, but we also have original articles. And also check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Prideful Takes Podcast. Mike, it's been another great Monday, my guy. Of yes, course, sir. I'm going to see you next week. And like I said, next week, we're going to talk Kobe. Yeah, I, I most definitely want to hear, hear your thing. take. And like I said, you're not, if, you don't, if you don't agree with me, it's fine. I just yeah. want you to at least hear me out. I mean, everybody got they, you know, their opinion. So I'm, I'm like you said, I'm gonna hear you out. And I'm gonna... Yeah, and again, you you'll disagree, but when I say it, like when I give you the reasoning, you're not gonna think I'm as crazy. You're just gonna be like, "All right, you got some point," but I still don't agree. I, it's gonna be like one of those because every time I break it down for people, that's that's the reaction I've gotten. It's, it goes from you're bugging to, "All right, you know, I, you know, you're you're, you know, I don't agree." But I get where you're coming from. And I, I feel like that's where you and I, I feel like that's where we're going to be. But on behalf of Mike, it's your boy Pride. We'll see you guys on the next one. Be safe. Peace. I knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. The handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two, two, show. Hey, Otani. Center field, let's watch it go! Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.